The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk to a rising star in the SEO community. Joining us is Corey Northcutt, who is the founder and CEO of Northcutt. Corey is a three-time founder and fled the world of servers and infrastructure to try his hand at a Virgin Galactic-style disruption in enterprise SEO. Corey and his team approach SEO with science, experience, and integrity to reinvent how SEO happens at scale. And today, he and I are going to talk about some of the SEO myths that he and his team have unearthed. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with my conversation with Corey Northcutt, founder and CEO of Northcutt. Corey, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to have you as a guest. Excited to talk a little shop. I mentioned that you're a rising star in the SEO community there is a, a budding growth of SEOs in the Chicago area. Let's start off. You know, how did you get into SEO? This wasn't always your background. Yeah, it was a total accident for me. It was not what I set out to do. I went to school for IT. I, I guess most people don't go to school for SEO at this point, but that was the world that I came at it from was uh, getting a background in systems analysis to be a systems architect. And my first company was in hosting. So I built a web hosting provider. We had over 10,000 competitors at the time. You know, anyone can go to GoDaddy and register a reseller account. And $8 later, you have a company, right? So insanely competitive. And it was really hard to stand out. Uh, We only dumped 60 bucks into my first venture. So I needed something that was not only a good way to become visible, but cheap. (laughs) So I think the operative word was cheap there uh, for me early on. 
So you started off in, you know, systems, architecture and infrastructure, and sounds like you learned SEO because you needed a marketing channel for an entrepreneurial venture. Corey, I know one of your processes, you, you try to be as scientific as you possibly can, and, and you've done some work on unearthing or debunking some of the myths of SEO. Talk to me about some of the work that you've done in finding what is an SEO myth and proving whether it's true or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when I first started learning SEO, uh, there wasn't a lot of information on the web, right? We didn't have a lot of people that had become SEO famous, so to speak. It was largely... Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's a pretty uh, like minor accomplishment in the grand scheme of things, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. The closest I've ever got to SEO famous was I was walking down the street in San Francisco. This is a couple of weeks ago, and I ran into a guy wearing a Healthline sweatshirt. And I've interviewed Ryan Pertil, who's the head of SEO at Healthline. I think he's a VP of SEO at Healthline a couple of times. And I was like, Healthline, that guy looks familiar. And I just blurted out, Ryan Pertil. And he turned around. And to me, just actually recognizing somebody based on his sweatshirt and the fact Uh that he was on a podcast makes Ryan SEO famous. That's the close to SEO fame I've ever seen. Anyway, go, go on. You talk to me about the myths. Yeah, it's it's something to aspire to. Anyway, I, I I still remember on the old search engine watch forums back when Danny Sullivan was still running that property, people pieced together all the information they could find because it was actually kind of hard to find at that point. We didn't have, we didn't really even have blog posts on the topic. And people created lists, uh, lists of ranking factors. I still remember the the list that kind of came out of that pretty quickly. It's still online. People can find it. It's called Bond's One Pager. It went online like the early 2000s and the design looks like it. it has not changed very much. Yeah, a web artifact at this point. Yeah, it's it's a relic. And I look back at this like this is good, right? I mean, this is what we're all trying to do is just kind of piece together our central reality here of like what we, we see happening. And uh, I thought that was great. And over the years, more ranking factor lists came around. But what they didn't do a great job of was have a good methodology, I feel like, where people would just create a blog post that they thought would carry. And it wasn't clear why they were citing things as reasons to rank. A lot of it was pretty easily debunked, in fact. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, well, how do I validate a good SEO theory? And there were really three things. A patent filing. It's not perfect, but it's evidence, right? Like that they at least thought about doing this. A direct statement from Google and... Again, not perfect because they said that they set out to do something. It's good. God knows Google's never contradicted themselves. Right, exactly. But it's something. And then uh, the last category was science, right? Like if, if someone's applied the scientific method specifically, and I differentiate that from correlation, which has been pretty popular, especially with the big tools with big data sets. But why not? I still like looking at the big data sets, but everything correlates, right? Billboards correlate with rankings because they correlate with budget. Doesn't mean that billboards rank your website. So the scientific method of actually setting a a hypothesis, testing directly, not everything you can test in a vacuum, but that really is like the holy grail of being able to validate a ranking factor. Damn it. There goes my billboard SEO strategies. All right. Well, talk to me about some of the the recent myths that you've uncovered, what's some of the, you know, taking this approach to looking at patents, looking at what Google says, and then doing some actual scientific experimentation. What's some of the things you uncovered? Sure. And 
I'll say that we lean on other people's scientific studies in the course of this uh, much heavier than we really do much uh, on our own here, that at least that we, we publish. But there's, there's quite a few. I think the biggest myth that we've seen uh, recently has is, is largely been around EAT, right? Where expertise, authority, and trust as a direct ranking factor gets hyped up through the, the quality rater guidelines, right? Where it was volunteered to people doing quality assurance on Google search results that they should look for expertise, authority, and trust. Those have always been measures, but they weren't direct ranking factors in any form that, that we could find. So we really just validate the theories as they come. Where did they come from? Why did they come from that place? And uh, you know what was the intent? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So when you talk about EAT as being a myth, is it that EAT doesn't matter? Is it that it can be tangibly figured out, uh, you know, how much it's impacting? What's the actual myth? What did you learn about? Sure. And it's not so much that EAT in itself is a myth. I think that you can look at the individual components and they've always been there, Right. Google really wants to reward expertise. They want to re- reward authority. I mean, that word is central anytime PageRank comes up, which is the center of basically everything from Google since the start. And then trust, I think, is maybe the one piece that we have seen actually apply. And we have seen case studies there as of the past year or two, most of all in the, the healthcare space, where we've been able to validate some studies of, hey, if I've got a site like that's giving some type of medical advice, like a WebMD, adding some credibility behind it does matter. And, and some authorship signals do appear to exist there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think about the political landscape, you know, no matter what side you're on, having authority seems like something important. Having expertise, sometimes trust can actually be abused. Somebody might trust a source that is not necessarily trustworthy, right? They might be manipulated. God knows that happens in politics. I'm sure it happens multiple other places as well. It's interesting to hear that trust is the factor that you feel like is sort of the most impactful to rankings of the, you know, the EAT moniker. I think it's the newest out of the three. 
All right, maybe maybe not the most impactful the new <laughs> Right, right, right. And I, I would say that it's probably not the most impactful, but yeah, to your point there, trust can be abused. And I mean, we remember DMOZ, right? And when uh, there was one directory that Google treated as uh, more valuable than anything else back when it was online. And there were so many stories of people, like, this editor, you can go here and bribe them. They're going to rank you. They're going to let you in. And then, you know, like major fortune 500s can't get into the same directory and the people that are actually authorities can't get in. So we've seen it. Yeah. Well, lots of change since then. So talk to me about some of the other myths that you've discovered. Yeah. Wow. So most of the myths that we, we log are just things that we see uh, coming up uh, again and again. And the, the pop culture content length is one where it's not really good evidence of content length being a deciding factor in uh, how valuable you know it is to rankings. And one thing that we've actually what we have reviewed in a variety of sites is you pull down all of the Google Analytics for a site, all the word counts out of Screaming Frog. And you don't see a lot of correlation. The best ranking stuff tends to uh, not be very lengthy. In the case of Northcut.com, I think actually our, our most trafficked page has uh, less than 20 words of copy on it. And it's just uh, a calculator. And we've actually seen this on quite a few other sites too. Calculators especially draw a lot of attention, a lot of rankings. Uh, they're a little bit harder to build. No word count at all. And they're just better at solving the problem. You think, I, I wouldn't really want 10,000 words with a calculator. So it, it tracks. So it turns out your words don't matter. Your images don't matter. Just build a bunch of calculators. That's the now debunked myth. Calculators more than content. (laughs) I don't know as a general rule, but sure. All right. So before we let you go today, give me one last myth. You mentioned some sort of linking value. You talked about trust and the the EAT moniker. What's the big last myth that that you've discovered? Ooh. So no follow is by far the the biggest, most contentious topic that we've encountered. And we deal with it even now. You'll have really smart in-house people that we'll we'll talk with and we'll we'll have to have this conversation. I think the reason where nofollow gets so confused is that it has had an evolution over time where it came out as just one solution to one problem, which was for user-generated content. Google said, use it for your comment section on your blog. About six months later, they said, use it for paid advertisements. Now, most of the web has no follow on it because there's really a potential upside by not associating your website with bad websites. And there's nothing to lose, right? Like you look at Wikipedia, almost every outbound link, or actually I think every outbound link is no follow. At the same time, it's just gotten out of control. Like I I never honestly believed that Google would just wash their hands of most of the web's link data. think they were always looking at it. But in 2019, uh, Gary Ilias at uh, PubCon, he said, most of the web is no follow. And we now treat it as just a hint, which was followed up by a blog post. And they, they admitted it when they let out rel UGC and rel sponsored as attributes that are doing literally what no follow was supposed to originally do of show them what was user generated and what was paid. So is the idea here that the nofollow links are actually still being tracked by Google? Or is it that there's no benefit for a site to include a follow? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I still think it's something that, you know, like they say, it's a hint. If I'm in their shoes, I would treat it as some percentage less, right? Be that it's worth 80% of as much. They have reason to have a little less faith in it, but 
because it is marked that way by itself, isn't necessarily telling them everything. And it, it does tell them a little bit more if it's UGC and sponsored now. But yeah, when most of the web is no follow, that by itself really doesn't tell them very much. At the end of the day, it's always hard to figure out what's real and what isn't in SEO. And that's one of the reasons why you need to take a scientific approach like Corey and his team have. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Corey Northcutt, the founder and CEO of Northcutt. Join us again tomorrow when Corey and I talk about some of his technical SEO practices. If you're interested in contacting Corey and you can't wait until our next episode, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Corey underscore Northcutt. That's C-O-R-E-Y underscore N-O-R-T-H-C-U-T-T. Or you could visit his website, which is northcut.com. Again, it's N-O-R-T-H-C-U-T-T, two T's, dot com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So just hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.